What's up, everybody? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge Sunday morning online worship experience. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you that continue to send these message links to your friends and family, thank you so much for doing that. We have people tuning in from all over Louisiana, but also all over the United States. And we, we hope it's helpful and we're thankful that you love us enough to share those messages and videos with your friends. Also, for those of you that continue to be generous and you give online, thank you so much for doing that. It allows us to help more people, love more people, serve more people, and feed more people. Also, it's going to allow us to finish our brand new edition, which is a brand new kids ministry building, a brand new food pantry building, and a brand new temporary shelter for the homeless when the weather gets really bad. It's going to allow us to finish that building without taking out a loan because of your generosity. We have a food pantry coming up on November the 4th. It's going to allow us to feed close to 1,000 people because of your generosity. So thank you so, so very much for doing that. If we were to define the word monster, it would probably sound something like this, something large, something terrifying, something threatening, something powerful, something very cruel. And so naturally, we have used, as I told you over the past few weeks, this word as a description, like this battle that I'm facing, this emotion that I'm dealing with, this fear that I'm dealing with, this depression, this giant that I'm facing is big and strong and powerful like a monster. And so today we finish up with this series that we've been in called Monsters. And this series has focused on this, how you and I need to face and to deal with and to take ownership over those monsters in our life, those monsters that keep pushing you and I around, those monsters that keep chasing after you and I and defeating you and I and tempting you and I. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's just a little bit different. Over the past few weeks and so far in this study, we've really focused on this, on our ability to lead ourselves and to lead ourselves well. You and I have all participated in every single bad decision that we have ever made, and you and I have done more to undermine our successful personal growth than anything or anyone else in our life. So what would my life look like? This series is focused on this question. And what would your life look like if you and I took full ownership over the parts of our life that keeps holding us back? It keeps getting in the way of our peace, our joy, and our direction in our life. My son, Jagger is about to turn 12 years old, and he loves to say and use this phrase, Daddy, I wish. Daddy, I wish we could go see pro wrestling again. Daddy, I wish we could go back to Disney soon. Daddy, I wish we had a swimming pool in the backyard. Daddy, I wish I could run faster than everybody else on my football team. But the reality is that you and I don't stop wishing for things once we get older. Once we get older, our wishes just change, and they change a lot. But this is where the problem comes in. You and I have all of these desires in our heart and in our souls that conflict with each other. And we have really good desires that produce healthy wishes in our life. I wish I was a better leader. I wish I was in better health. I wish I was better with my finances. I wish I had better grades. I wish I could make varsity. I wish I was a more available parent. I wish uh, I knew what I was going to do after graduation. I wish I was more generous and more kind. And so you work on it and you work on it because these are good desires in your mind and in your soul and in your heart that come from God. But we also have some very tempting desires in our heart that can drag us away from our preferred futures and from from our walk with God. I wish I could afford that and we try it when we probably should not. I wish I was more popular. I wish more people would pay attention to me. I wish I was in a different relationship or in a different marriage. And so we try it when we probably should not. I wish that I could try that even though I know deep down that it's wrong, but maybe I'll get away with it. And so we tried even though we should not. And so that leads me to another thought and notice this. If you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. 
Not every wish makes your life better, but some wishes can and some desires do make your life better. We all have a list of wishes in our heart, but what if there are some wishes in your life that if you kept them, if you kept these desires and these wishes front and center, then it would absolutely bring more peace and balance and direction to your life, which is what we all want today. They can make your faith more effective. They can make your relationship stronger and better, and they can make our walk with Jesus much, much more exciting. How much more peaceful would it be if we saw our walk with God as a journey and it's a journey of excitement instead of something that feels like a burden all the time and it makes us feel guilty and it makes us feel disappointing to God most of the time. I'm actually going to give you a list of wishes today and if you keep these wishes in your heart front and center, it'll absolutely bring more excitement, more peace, more joy, and more balance to your life, to your personal life, and it'll cause personal growth to happen in your life. Now, Jesus actually said something one time that has to do with what we desire, what we wish for, and what we pursue in this life. And so first, I want to read it to you. And then after I read it to you, I want to come back and explain it to you. Because if we just read over it, we're not going to understand what Jesus is really talking about. And it can be a bit confusing. And so we pick up today in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 7, and we'll go through verse 11. Keep on asking, Jesus says, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door is going to be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door is going to be open. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, Notice how many times have you and I asked God for something in prayer and we needed a door to open in our life and so we had this prayer in our life and you prayed about it but nothing happened. And then someone pushed you across these verses and it made you feel guilty because you kept asking, you kept seeking, you needed a door to open, you needed God to do something in your life and it just didn't seem to come through. That happens to us a lot and it can shake our hearts sometimes and it can shake our faith. And so we know that Jesus did not mean that whatever you ask for, if you keep asking and you keep seeking and you keep being persistent with God, then somehow you're going to get on God's nerves enough and you're going to convince God to give it to you. Notice the context. The previous six verses in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 2, notice this. Do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you're going to be judged. Right here, Jesus is talking about judgment. And the context is that Jesus and his followers were being judged by the religious elite of their day. And Jesus says, don't get in a back and forth with people that are judging you, because if you give out judgment, judgment is just going to come right back on you. Now, in verses 4 through 5, he talks about how people shouldn't run around and point out everyone else's sins when you have your own sins to deal with. Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls and then turn and attack you. Now, in verses 1 through 6, Jesus is talking to them about judging and arguing and fighting and going back and forth, but over what? Well, this is what the one specific thing that they were judging each other and going back and forth over. And notice this, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. The tension was over who God really loves, accepts, and is close to. 
These religious leaders considered Jesus and his followers to be utter sinners, and God did not accept them. And Jesus was teaching his followers to not judge them for that. Don't fight with them over that. Don't fight back. Don't get into a back and forth. And his point was this. You don't have to win any arguments with any religious person to prove that you're close to God. If you just get in arguments with other religious people trying to defend your faith and how much you love Jesus and how close you are to God, it's just a waste of time. It's like giving jewelry to animals. It's like giving pearls to pigs. It's a waste of time. And so the conclusion of Jesus was this. Just keep praying. Just keep asking. Just keep seeking. Just keep knocking. And then you will experience this and notice this this morning if you're still with me. So I'm still with you. The peace, love, and the will of God. Jesus said, keep asking, seeking, and knocking, and you're going to receive, and you're going to find, and the door's going to be open. He then says, if your child asks you for bread, are you going to give them rocks? Of course not. If your child is asking for the gift of fish, are you going to give them a snake? I hope not. And God knows how to give better gifts to his children than we know how to give our children. I love to give gifts to my boys. I love that around Christmas time. And I try to pay attention to what people around me need and what they can use. And when it finally snaps and I say, man, they could use that. They need that. That would be a blessing to them. I love to give people gifts. And so when Jesus says right here that God gives good gifts and we should keep asking, he's not saying that God's going to give us and meet our every request and our every demand. Jesus actually meant this, and remember this today. Only God can give us what we secretly wish for in the deepest part of our soul, and that is peace, love, and direction. What do we all want? What do we all wish for today? Peace in our life love in our life, and direction in our life. So keep asking, seeking, and knocking till all the unnecessary things in your life are stripped away and you finally see the peace, love, and direction that you've been searching for. What if our good and positive desires became the monsters in our life? What if these desires that we have for resolve and endurance became monstrously strong in our life and they were stronger than the other tempting desires in our life? Now, God has put some very specific desires and wishes in our hearts that if we keep them front and center, if we keep asking, seeking, and knocking, then these desires and wishes can happen, and it can really bring peace, love, and direction to our life, which is what we all want. And so very quickly, let me give you three wishes that you and I all need to keep front and center in our hearts and in our lives as we follow Jesus. Wish number one, we should all wish for a courageous act in our life that can change our life. God calls all of us and God gives all of us the ability to be courageous, which is really the only thing that you need to be a leader. You just need to have some courage and be willing to do what everyone else is afraid to do. But chances are there's a choice or a decision that you know that you need to make in your life and you've been putting it off for a long time. And the reason why you keep putting it off is because it takes courage to do it. It's a tough decision. It's a difficult decision. It's a scary decision. It's a challenging decision, and it takes courage to do it. Now, most of the time, for all of us, we know what that courageous step is. We know the difficult conversation that we need to have with someone else. We know the financial decision that we need to make. We know the apology that we need to make. We know the something that we need to give up or the something that we need to start doing that's new. We know that we need to break up with someone or we need to give up this temptation, whatever it is. If you're going to have enough courage to do it, then it absolutely will change 
change your life and ask yourself that question. How would your life change if you finally built up enough courage just to do it? When Jesus says, keep asking, seeking and knocking, this is what he means. Build up enough courage to finally take that step and do it. Wish number two, we should all wish that God would use us to help someone else follow Jesus. There are very specific names that I mention when I tell my story about how I follow Jesus Christ. My dad's name is one of them. What if someone else at the end of their life, when they're telling their family their story about how they follow Jesus, what if they mentioned your name? What a blessing. How would that change your life? How would that give you a reason to wake up and live the purpose and the significance that we feel? What if several people, when they told their story about why they follow Jesus, they always brought up your name? We should all wish for that, and we should all seek that. And when God does use us to do that, it brings so much peace, love, and direction in our life because God allows us to have what we have, and he also calls us to make a difference and an impact with what he's given us. And what you do with what you have is a reflection of who you are. And so what steps could you take to even get involved, not only in people's lives, but to get involved in God's church so God's church can reach more people for Jesus? One of the reasons why I love to serve at the water's edge is because I can visibly see where that generosity and where that service is going. I can see people being fed and clothed and help, and it makes a difference to me. And that's exciting to me. And that gives peace, love, and direction to my life. Wish number three, I want my next step to be my right step. What's the next step of faith that you need to take in your life right now? And taking this next step of faith over and over again is actually how you and I follow Jesus Christ. What's the next step that you know that you need to take? Maybe you need to be more personal with Jesus, pursue God in a very specific way. Maybe you need to do something that takes courage. Maybe it's baptism. Maybe it's generosity. Maybe it's giving something up or becoming a leader in a ministry. Whatever it is, if you take it, you're not going to regret it. We all want peace, love, and direction in our life, but that'll always elude us if we don't keep seeking, asking, and knocking. But what does that mean? It means this. It means we let all the unnecessary things in our life strip away, and we get down to the very specific things as we follow Jesus that'll give us peace, love, and direction. And for us, that's taking a courageous step, it's helping other people see Jesus and see God, and it's always taking the next step right step. We hope this has helped you out today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful week. Can't wait to see you back next week as we start a brand new series. We love you.